But first, applications for Chicago's Guaranteed Basic Income Program open on April 25th. This news came yesterday, six months after the city agreed to use more than $30 million of COVID-19 money to help low-income people who've been impacted by the pandemic. The recipients of the payments will be decided through a lottery. Joining us now to better understand this pilot program is Brandy Kanazi, the Commissioner of Chicago's Department of Family and Support Services. Commissioner Kanazi, hi, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. It's so wonderful to be here. It's great to talk with you. So let's jump right in. Can you tell us exactly how much money the city will be giving away and how you arrived at that amount? Yes. So through our Chicago Recovery Plan, over $71 million was allocated for residents who were in need and in vulnerable situations. Of that budget, $31.5 million is reserved for the Chicago Resilience Communities Pilot. And so $30 million will go directly into the hands of vulnerable residents who have been hard hit by COVID and are suffering financially now. Additionally, funding will support the administrator for the program as well as our outreach partners. So that $30 30 million, how many people will get the money and and how much are we talking? So 5,000 people will receive $500 a month for 12 months. And this is really important because we know that individuals know how they need to use those dollars. And so this gives people an opportunity to have flexibility to to understand where do they have their needs. So if you think about maybe a construction worker who's between jobs versus a 20-year-old college student or a single mom with three kids, they all have varying different needs. And this program allows them the flexibility and choice to understand how do they improve their situations today. Now, we mentioned that applications will open on April 25th at 9 a.m. There's a three-week window. Uh, It closes on May 13th. Um, How do I know if I'm eligible to apply for the program? Could you walk us through what the criteria are? Yes. So eligibility, there are four main criteria. You have to live in Chicago. You have to be 18 years or older, demonstrate um, economic impact by COVID-19, and fall below 250% of the federal poverty guidelines. And so, for example, a family of three, that would be $57,575. Okay. And and how did you guys arrive at that income limit, um, the the 250% of the poverty level? Yes. So Treasury guidelines say that you can go up to 300% of the federal poverty limits. However, we know that we wanted a program that was easy to explain. A number of programs that people qualify for, the limit is at 250. And we really wanted to focus our efforts on people who may not have been included in other stimulus packages. And so they may have been excluded, as well as those who were really suffering below the um, poverty level at 100% of the FPL. And you mentioned they have to demonstrate an economic hardship related to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, how, how, would, how would one do that? Could you give an example of, of what qualifies as an economic hardship? Absolutely. So Treasury and the city recognizes that low-income households and communities were disproportionately impacted by the pandemic. Hence, our eligibility criteria focuses on income eligibility as a low-burden proxy for COVID-19 negative impact. Mm. 
We will also collect data about the types of COVID-19 hardships individuals have had over the cost of the pandemic for our learning purposes. Really, we just want to ensure that there is an, econ- an equitable economic recovery for communities and individuals as we turn the corner from the pandemic. Mm, okay. So I know Cook County has a similar program. I believe they're distributing around $42 million um, in, in cash assistance. Is it possible someone living in the city of Chicago and in Cook County could get um, money from both programs? So good news is that we're having conversations across the city and the county and that with our program going first and theirs launching later, we'll be able to share um, understandings and learnings from the program. The other thing is that we are working with the University of Chicago Inclusive Economy Lab, and so we'll be able to share data about our program as long as with theirs. But Yes, the goal is that one person should only apply for either program. So the, these 5,000 people or, or 5,000 households, I should mm-hmm. say, um, is there a plan to to track the impact over the year during which they're getting these $500 monthly payments? We are really fortunate that we have been able, through philanthropic support, to provide $2 million to support an evaluation and research study not using city funding. And so the University of Chicago Inclusive Economy Lab, they are working with us to really make sure that we're able to understand learnings and impacts of cash on people's households. And so there are three areas of the study that will focus on, one, understanding how do people use their dollars, right? Are people better off as a result of participating in the program? Did they improve their economic stability as well as their financial stability? The second part is the qualitative research, which is really understanding how did families invest the funds in themselves what was their experience in working with government? Do they have more trust in government as a result of this? And then lastly, a way for us to evaluate ourselves um, to understand how did we do with this program, but also what are the lessons learned that we can take to advocate for additional programs, right? We don't want this to be a one-and-done program, but we really want to advocate at the local and federal levels to ensure that we're able to know that cash helps and we need further programs that are like this. And that $2 million is private do- dollars. That's not part of the, the public Correct. That is private philanthropic dollars that we have been able to raise. Okay. And I know as part of this program, you guys are doing some partner, you're having some partners help with things like outreach, the YWCA, um, as well as uh, some other community organizations. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how you selected those partners and, you know, you know what money and uh, what is their task in, in getting people enrolled in this program? Yes. So we actually did two competitive RFPs, Request for Proposal Processes, in January. One was for the administrator to um, be responsible for the overall site and and online application to review income eligibility and distribute payments. The second RFP that we did was for outreach and engagement. And so we have one lead agency, which is the YWCA, and then we have several niche partners who are more at the local level to make sure that we're able to help individuals. Center for Changing Lives, Bailinx Family Services, Tech Center, Spanish Coalition for Housing, and United African Organization. They are really focused on making sure that we're reaching individuals who are parents, because we know that parents have been busy during the mm-hmm. pandemic caring for their children, caregivers, 
um, especially those of elderly adults who are 65 and older, and then undocumented individuals. They're going to help make sure we've got boots on the ground. If people have um, issues applying either online or they need support in person, they're going to be able to do that. The other thing is they're responsible for making sure that other hard-to-reach populations, including returning residents, veterans, women or people who experience gender-based violence or domestic violence as well as non-English speakers are able to apply. What we've seen with other programs is that maybe they start an application but they don't get through the process. We don't want anyone to be left behind for this program. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask about the application process if people needed a computer, but it sounds like these delegates are, are going to be helping with that, correct? Yes, delegates will be helping with that. They will be, if you go to our website, chicago.gov, Slash cash pilot. There's actually a there's a calendar of community events that are scheduled. So if a nonprofit organization wants to partner and host a session, they can do that. Mm-hmm. If they want to be an application site, they can register to do that. We're really just trying to make sure that we get the word out. Individuals can apply on a computer or their smartphone. Got it. If you're just tuning in, I'm Becky Vivi in for Sasha Ann Simons, and we're talking with Brandy Kanazi from Chicago's Department of Family Services and Support. We're talking about a new program in Chicago to help low-income families get cash support. Now, Commissioner Kanazi, I know some aldermen um, pushed for this uh, over a year ago, and some have been critical for for how long it's taken to get this program up and running, and frankly, to get the cash into the hands of the people who need it the most. Um, Why did it take this time? The budget passed in October, and since that time, my team has been working day and night to understand the intricacies of the program. And so we started in November really understanding and having conversations with other cities and organizations that have launched similar programs. We really wanted to know how could we cut down the time. And so we had numerous conversations with researchers in cities to understand what worked, what didn't work, and what would they do differently the next time. That really helped us, you know, speed up the process. Additionally, we brought on the Harvard Kennedy School of Government um, from their government performance lab to really be a thought partner and coach with us to understand how are we designing and implementing the program. And so when you look at other cities, it's taken 12 to 18 months to stand this up. We've taken six months, and I know when someone is in, you know, financial and dire straits, every day is too long. But really, we're working as fast as we can to make sure that beginning in May, that money is in the hands of the people who need them. Do you think it will still have an impact um, more than maybe it would have in 2021, you know, when people were really in the thick of the pandemic, losing their jobs and that kind of thing? I think this will definitely have an impact. You know, when you look at the Census Bureau, 18% of Chicagoans live in poverty, and we know that that percentage is even higher for black and Latino communities. And we also know that poverty rate is just one snapshot of people and how they're suffering. Another statistic is that many working families have difficulty making their their daily ends meet, right? Prior to the pandemic, 44% of Chicagoans could not afford their basic needs rent, utilities, food, groceries. And so based on a report about um, Alice Households, and that stands for Asset Limited Income Constrained and Employed Individuals, we know that people were suffering prior to the pandemic, during pandemic, and so this cash infusion in people's pockets is going to be really meaningful. So what about if somebody just 
barely falls underneath the income requirement versus somebody who maybe makes like $11,000 a year. Um, Are you able to prioritize one family over another, even within the lottery system? So there is a lottery system. We are working to look at um, communities that have been hardest hit by the economic hardship index, as well as families who are 100% of the FPL. There will be a lottery and details will be forthcoming about that process. But there is a chance you would wait, you might wait certain zip codes or certain income levels over others? Correct. Okay. And then um, finally, can, can the recipients spend the money in any way that they want, or are there rules about how they can spend the money? We know that cash, people know how they need to spend their money, and so we have no restrictions on how people can spend the dollars that they receive. Again, we know from previous studies that people spend their dollars on food, on rent, on their educational attainment, and just their basic necessities. Our only requirement for the program is that people cannot spend the dollars on anything that causes harm or harms your community. That is a part of fraud or corruption, and that is promoting criminal activities. Okay. And is there a way to track that? Our our administrator, Give Directly, will be monitoring spending habits, and if we do see a flag, we will terminate those benefits. All right. That's Brandy Kanazi from Chicago's Department of Family Services and Support. Brandy, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Good speaking with you. Good to speak with you. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.